Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, and joining me as always is Tim. I guess I'm the asshole. <laughs> you do you do have a little bit of that uh, Jared Padalecki haircut, you know, it's not far uh, off. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little there. Uh we of course are a horror movie podcast, uh, and it is the October Thon, it is the special holiday season of horror movies it is the festive time of year where we go through a marathon load of horror films and episodes uh, for the for the course of october and this is kind of a special occasion because we are <coughs> finishing off a franchise a 12 episode or sorry 12 movie franchise in total that we started on the october thon two years ago and wow. that is of course the 2009 remake of friday the 13th completely wrapping up friday the 13th completely Oof. uh that we started two years ago so it's nice to finally do this we're, we're doing this of course with nightmare on elm street as well this month uh wrapping that up which had less movies but we had to keep them kind of in sync so that we could mm. do freddy v's jason at the right place for both of them yeah. but uh yeah so yeah it's, it's kind of a big deal we finally get to you know write this one off and we can move on to other franchises potentially <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, we'll start spoiler-free, of course, as we always do, and we will give you warning before we go into spoilers. This is uh, the 2009 film, which I, I can't believe that this is 11 years old already. It's kind of insane. It's a, yeah. there's, there's a bigger gap now from this to now. You know, who knows when we get the next one, especially given the legal disputes with Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. But there's a bigger gap between this and now than there was between any other like two Friday the 13th movies wow <laughs> yeah that, that, that's kind of where we are, we're at now because th- this came th- this was only six years after freddy v's jason and even if you don't count that it's only seven years after jason x mm. so just to just to put that in perspective how long it's been now since we've had a friday the 13th movie and this is the yes. one we got so we're going to discover here if this was <laughs> a fitting entry that satisfied our, our needs for the next decade or so <coughs> and possibly longer uh, we'll find out so uh as far as just sort of setting up the premise of this i guess the only thing i'll say in terms of plot before we get to spoilers is that it kind of does this thing where obviously it wants to get to jason in the hockey mask so it mm. kind of does like a very it does like a a minor flashback to kind of remake friday the 13th one and then it has mm. like a prologue scene that essentially is this movie's version of friday the 13th 2 and then most of the movie is kind of its remake of Friday the 13th Part 3. I mean, the plot isn't really anything like Part 3's, just in the mm-hmm. sense that it's where he gets the hockey mask, so he's got the hockey mask. Uh, yeah. And then it's got its own little quirks and things that make it its own version of Jason and so on. So um, a group of characters come to spend the weekend at this house that's near Camp Crystal Lake, and there's a, their main characters, Jared, uh, Jared Packard, De- yeah, Jared Packard, Jared pa- Padalecki. Padalecki. <laughs> there you go. Uh, he, uh, of course, was in this because he was in Supernatural. In fact, I was saying this because I was watching this on stream last night, and I was saying that it's kind of like notable that he was in this, and at the same time, Jensen Ackles was in the uh, the My Bloody Valentine remake because <laughs> they were both in Supernatural, and Supernatural was doing quite well. And at the time, in 2009... <laughs> They would have been on, like, the middle of season three or four Supernatural. <laughs> Supernatural is still only just about to end in 2020. 
that's how <laughs> that show went 15 seasons and that's like how long like they were in this because supernatural was the hot mm-hmm. new thing at the time uh relatively speaking so and it's not the only uh horror remake uh, he would be in because he was also in a uh, house of wax i don't know if that was before or after this uh that was before i that be i think that was like i want to say that was the same year as supernatural season one okay they were about there uh, i think yeah, so he's uh he's no stranger to uh yeah horror remakes or reboots. Yeah. We should actually both both House of Wax and My Bloody Valentine are is stuff that we should do, uh, because we've done the originals of both. So, uh, hey. we should get to it. Yeah, I am definitely down. I mean, I, I, guess, a... I guess next Valentine's Day we'll do. Uh... <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, if only there was a good day <laughs> to do that one. <laughs> All right, fine. Next Valentine's Day, we promise. House, uh, not House of Wax, sorry. My buddy Valentine. <laughs> I think that would be funny. What a swerve. What a swerve. Uh, so yes, uh, uh, but that's not the only CW actor in this either because the, the female oh. lead is uh, Danielle uh, uh, Panabaker or Painbaker, whatever her name is. Uh, mm. She's Caitlin on The Flash. Oh. Uh, so the, like, it's kind of weird how this was like someone who was already on a CW show and then someone who was about to be on a CW show <laughs> and then yeah other people who I didn't really recognize and, yeah and we got one more do we yeah uh Derek Mears himself appearing on CW oh. Swamp Thing <laughs> <laughs> I no, I, I knew Jason was played by Derek Mears, but I thought you were going to go with like, oh, you know, and he was in Twin Peaks, or he was in uh, the Hatchet series, or he was in because he's been in a lot of horror stuff, right? Because he, he's a big guy, he plays a lot of big, you know, monstery roles. Uh, but no, you went with Swamp Thing, uh, which is technically also on CW now, even though it wasn't yes. made for that. Yes, fair enough, fair enough. I feel like he's actually popped up in like a guest role in a CW show anyway, as well. I'm sure, yeah. He's, 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 that, he's one of those guys who just pops up all over the place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we have some have some cast, but uh, uh, I, I guess I'll ask the... The, so, uh, yeah, the <laughs> thing I was trying to say is that Jared uh, Padalecki, his character, he's looking for his sister who came to the area uh, six weeks prior. So he's looking for his missing sister who obviously uh, fell victim to Jason. So uh, yeah. that's kind and of the it, premise. And it also feels like uh, his supernatural character, because that's kind of like a you know a road show where like they go mm-hmm. from town to town fighting demons and stuff. And like, yeah, it, it, his character is not like too far off from that. Yeah, you're all, almost expecting Jensen Ackles to show up in the car at one point with shotguns yeah. <laughs> uh, for them to like go after Jason. But all right, Tim, how yeah. do you feel about? I mean, well, actually, first of all, let me ask this question: uh, yeah. Where was the last time you saw this? Has it, has it been a while? <laughs> um. Yeah, it, it had definitely been a while. I I don't remember the last time I saw it because I, I, I it, it's hard for me not to watch this movie and think about the first time I saw it because I, I went to see it on theaters on like a very awkward <laughs> first date uh, <laughs> back in the day. Um, and it, it was totally my bad. I, I just made it super awkward. Uh, uh, and... The, so yeah, so I remember that more than I, I'm sure I'd watched it since then, but I couldn't have told you, uh, yeah, when that would have been. Part of me wants to ask how you made it super <laughs> awkward. Like I just it was, well, it was just like one of those things where it's like, um, because it, it was like you know, uh, I I would have like uh at that time I, I was still working at Blockbuster and I think uh 
I I was like friends with like you know this girl there, and then it was one of those things where we got along really well, and then like my other friend was like, hey, like just so you know, like she likes you, so like you guys should like go out or whatever, and you know it's like once you find out someone likes you, then you start like being weird, and then it was just like uh one of those things where yeah we went to the movies and i just remember like you know we grabbed some dinner afterwards and it was just like um it, it was just like a lot of me like not knowing what to say and just being like a lot of like so um do you, what did like what did you think about the movie or, you know like <laughs> just like a lot of stuff like that like oh i just yeah i'm messing this up now because i i don't know how to act <laughs> once uh yeah, I find out that yeah she liked me, but uh, a very nice lady. But yeah, it didn't. Work I, I, I was I was hoping it was going to be more like you opened the whole day. The first thirty minutes of the day was just really like here's another fact about goats. Here's another <laughs> thing you should know about goats. Uh, is what I was hoping you were going to say. Uh, not that that was yeah relatively that was, uh, mundane example of just being on an awkward date. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that's how I was back when I was like younger. It's very shy. Uh, it w- it wouldn't be until I was older that I started ruining it for like weirder reasons <laughs> uh that is uh that's fair uh so yeah so how, so how, how do you feel about it so th- this is a movie i feel like a lot of people always bring it up when they talk about like remakes you know because generally like you know remakes usually aren't good and i feel like there's a few examples people always say like oh yeah but this one was good and i feel like people always throw friday the 13th in in there and I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. I I don't think this is horrible, but I also don't think it's that good. Um, there's a few cool things uh, that it does, but overall, like like there's like some decent kills. Uh, I I actually do kind of like the uh, like the long opening uh, that that's kind of like a swerve. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, as to terms of like you know who the main characters and stuff is gonna be, but uh, you know it it, it kind of suffers from like that remake thing where you know they have to explain a lot of stupid stuff that i don't think needs explaining um survivalist jason just doesn't really feel like the kind of jason that i'm used to that i like um it's an interesting idea but i don't know it doesn't really work for me and uh yeah i do kind of find like most of the characters to be kind of annoying and irritating and not in like a fun way but, yeah, I uh, I'm kind know, of on board uh, with a lot of what you just said. I yeah. the movie. I, I, I just sorry. I just want to finish up. The, like just re- well, just real quick. Like I don't want to be like too negative. Like I think it is still kind of enjoyable, but overall, I'm not like a huge fan. Yeah, I I don't think it's it's a train wreck. Uh, it's not particularly good either. I think it, it benefits a little bit from just what Friday the Thirteenth does in the sense that as long as Jason is showing up and killing people. It can just kind of like feel like another sequel <laughs> rather than having to care about the remake side of things. And it is definitely exactly. worth mentioning the, the, the remake things, like the over-explaining stuff and try to like build more stuff out of the backstory is definitely yeah. some of the worst stuff that the movie has. Totally. And, you know, the characters, <laughs> I agree, are unlikable. Like, the, I didn't like any of them. The, the characters that I'm supposed to like are just too bland to like. And the characters yeah. that are the dickbags are just annoyingly dickbaggish and not in a fun way. They're just kind of like, just yeah like Hurry up you and know kill them. Feel, yeah <laughs> you know what i feel like it is is uh you know i feel like so much stuff is kind of playing off of like tropes like from the 80s and, and i feel like a lot of people like look at cheesy horror movies back then and they'll see that there's like these jerky characters and i i think like 
you know, they'll just automatically be like, okay, yeah, so we should have some, like, modern-day jerky characters, but, like, I don't know, it just... There's something about that that, like, makes it, like... All right, if I'm looking at, like, um some over-the-top, like, preppy jerk from, like, you know, a 70s or 80s movie, there's more of, like, a distance there versus, like... Yeah, when they do it now, it's just like, well, this just feels like a real-life douchebag. Like, it's not, you know, funny or entertaining. I, I don't know. No, I was talking about this, actually, last night. Uh, I, there's something <laughs> a bit more earnest about the the, 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 the characters in 80s movies, mm-hmm. even though they're not necessarily that good, and it's, even though the actors or the acting isn't necessarily that good either. Yeah. And I think it's it, it's kind of almost... Like, there's something very kind of... <sighs> Just, just kind of like honest about the badness of the characters in eighties movies, where like they don't necessarily realize they're being bad, right? Or at yeah. the very least, they lean into the kind of the fun aspect of it, so you just kind of go along with it and have a good time. Whereas yeah. I feel like characters in a lot of modern horror movies, they try to go for almost a more grounded version of characters, but the problem is, is that in a slasher movie you don't have great character work you don't have great character stories or arcs or anything like that so mm. like they work better as being cliches they work better as being kind of goofy or being kind of silly or they work better as just being something that's that maybe has one note but is kind of fun whereas when mm. you try to just make them more realistic they just kind of end up being really bland and annoying yeah and, all these other things. Not 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 that you can't make a character that's over the top be annoying, because you totally can. What I thought was kind of weird, though, is that it's kind of going for this more groundy take on everything. It tries to, like, overly explain how Jason's able to do certain things and, like, whatever. But there is a couple of side characters that are oddly out of place. that They feel like they belong more in the original Friday the 13th movies than they do this one. Uh, I'm thinking there's a, a the guy who works at the gas station. Uh, he doesn't have a oh, lot, yeah, yeah. but he kind of makes a weird noise at one point, and it kind of felt like you feel like you belong in the actual sequels to the original film, <laughs> not this. And then the other one is that there's this random guy uh, who is like he's like a wood chipper or something like that. Uh, but the dialogue, like the guy that's like selling, he's like trying to sell weed. Yeah, but the, yeah. the dialogue that comes out of his mouth is so absurdly weird and stupid <laughs> that I'm like, you you belong in something else. You belong in like Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven, not not this one. This is so yeah. weird. It, it felt like, uh, and I mean, I, I think we kind of still see it nowadays. But I think especially around the time there was this kind of like, you know, like random sense of humor where like, oh man, it's so funny if you just get someone to say like, you know, something like stupid that people don't actually say in real life, and and then hey that's super funny and let's try to yeah in, insert this uh you know comedy in here and because it, it even like um you know uh jared's character clay uh like you know he even has that like typical comedy reaction of like you know someone says something weird and he's like okay you know like kind of mm. you know being all weirded out and dismissive of it and it's like uh yeah it, it's very off-putting like i i i can see like how some people think it's funny but yeah didn't like it in this movie i'll, I'll save the rest of it for spoilers but his first line this guy's first line uh because because uh, clay kind of sneaks up behind him not intentionally he's like he's, he's working with a machine so he's there's like a lot of noise and he comes up and taps him on the shoulder and the guy like turns around kind of jumps and like is ready to fight and then sort of realizes that it's, it's not actually a dangerous thing but the line that comes out of his mouth is you're lucky boy i was about to uh, press the button on the on this whoop ass machine 
uh or yeah. something like that uh, and it just i was like okay and i'm like this guy does not feel like he belongs in this movie he feels like he belongs no. in, a, in a goofy 80s sequel and it's like which would be fine if they leaned into that with all of the other characters if, if the whole movie sure. felt like that that'd be fine whatever go for it be wacky be weird uh the, the the problem is is that the other characters are just like like i say i mean it's literally made up of a cast of cw actors it wants to be the cw i mean obviously i mean that's not entirely fair because it, obviously it's r-rated so they're all doing things that cw characters would never do but <laughs> it's those types yeah. of actors it's, it's you know, they're, they're going for that kind of aesthetic um mm. and it makes them very bland it makes you know uh like so i i'm actually out of curiosity what, which cut did you watch uh, I'm pretty sure it's the uh, the killer cut. Yeah, which I, <laughs> yeah, because I I have the um I have the Blu-ray on this and it <laughs> yeah in big letters it says killer cut. On yeah, it. okay, you watch the killer. I I watched the killer cut as well. And there is an option on the Blu-ray to switch to the theatrical one, um, which admittedly when I got to about an hour in and I was starting to like really want it to end, I kind of wished I had <laughs> just so it be over quicker. <laughs> but it is worth mentioning that the killer cut does add more to the violence and more than the duty. So if, which if you're watching a slasher movie, those feel like the important things. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and there is a decent amount of both, uh, that mm. is worth mentioning. And, and one of the nudity scenes is actually very funny. So, mm. you know, I mean, maybe not intentionally. So, well, it's kind of intentional. It's kind of okay. Like the sex scene. Hey, you, you didn't think uh, the 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 sort the of nipple almost placement. The, the, yeah, the nuanced commentary <laughs> of your nipple placement is just perfect. Uh, was was. I, yeah, no, I, I laughed at that. <laughs> because yeah, keep keep in mind here, you, you know, perfect nipple placement does of course lead to just incredible amounts of sperm. Right, that's how of this course. works. <laughs> of course. Yeah, we, we've all taken, uh, you know, eighth grade <laughs> sex ed. We all know that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I, I actually, one of the other things that I agreed with, actually, is that I prefer the, the Friday the 13th Part 2 section, which is, like, the sort of, like, prologue, like, period of, like, 10, 15 minutes. I actually <laughs> like that more than the rest of the movie. Uh, mainly just because like, the characters are just a little <laughs> bit more goofy. So they... Yeah. So they're a bit more entertaining, and the kills are pretty reasonable in that part of the movie. There's some, don't worry, there's some yeah. decent kills later on as well. Although, this movie has a bad habit of, like, teasing certain murder weapons and then never using them. Okay. The, the, well, there's a moment in the middle of the film in a tool shed where it keeps focusing on a buzzsaw, and, this, uh, and it yeah. never uses the buzzsaw for anything. Yeah. Uh, Just, yeah, that's a... Uh... Yeah, that's annoying. Um, and especially like in this movie, it would make sense. Uh, with yeah, Jason being, you know, it's I don't think it's kind of spoiler, but they they're kind of trying to make him like this survivalist kind of almost mountain man or something. Like, so it would make sense if he's yeah using like different tools and you know that kind of stuff. And, and he does use like different uh, you know, types of things uh, to kill. Um, do you? I, I don't know if you do you watch a superstore at all? And uh, no, but it was one of the other actors here. In that. Uh, yeah, they, in in the opening sequence, uh, yeah, like the main character <laughs> from that show was in here, so that was actually a, a funny surprise. I was like, oh, hey, it's it's that sitcom guy. Yeah. Um, but I actually do like this opening. Like, I, I like how it kind of throws you for a loop, thinking like, and I, I, maybe this is like a little spoilery, but I mean, this is like you know the first five ten minutes of the movie or whatever. But like making you think that this is kind of like the main characters, uh, and then. Yeah, you know, it is funny. I was watching it, uh, you know, with my wife, uh, who was watching it for the first time, and she even commented like, 
wow, they're killing all the characters pretty quick. Did <laughs> like... <laughs> you lean over at one point and go, oh, by the way, I, I took someone on a first date to see this movie once, so you should feel honoured. <laughs> You've come yeah, full circle. My, my go-to. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> you thought, yeah, you had to wait until you were married for a year or so, Tim, before you could show your yeah, wife this movie. Yeah, you had to try it again. Uh, <laughs> not mess it up this time. <laughs> um, but no, like, I, yeah, like, I do kind of like the opening, and some of the kills, like, are, you know, good throughout the movie, and, like, yeah, I, I do like that it is trying to, yeah, go back to some of the, like, you know, raunchiness and cheesiness, uh, you know, like, of the slasher movies that we know. So uh, there is stuff that I appreciate. Um, but, yeah, just, like, overall, like, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say there's necessarily, um, you know, like, a particularly good, like, style or anything to the movie. Um, I, I would say there are some fun kills uh through I, I will also say that i kind of like i think, I think derek mears does a decent job playing jason and what i mean by that is that there's definitely moments once he's in the hockey mask where the way he'll sort of turn to look at things feels very jason and i was like okay he actually yeah. feels like he's doing a decent job feeling like jason Voorhees. um i think the problems are is that everything it tries to do with the backstory the extra element that it adds to jason um I, you know what i'm talking about i think but i won't say it until spoilers mm. I, I don't particularly like that and I think the biggest sin that it has, though, is because the characters are so dull, uh, and because the... I don't think the filmmaking is that interesting. Like, there's definitely moments where... There's definitely individual moments where I think it does something kind of neat. There's one moment, for example, where he's on, like, a pier, and the camera's looking up through the, the boards and the pier, and I thought, okay, that's actually a pretty cool shot. Yeah. But for the most part, I don't think the filmmaking actually makes the suspense of the kills that entertaining. So mm -hmm. there's a... There's a, there's a bit of a moment, I'd say give or take halfway through, where it kind of, I started to lose, lose interest in the movie, and I stopped really paying as much attention to things, and I, I wasn't like, as in, like, you know, because you're, you're kind of, along with the rake, it's a slasher movie, you're, you're forgiving a lot of its, like, simplistic characters, and you're forgiving a lot of its simplistic plot elements, but there was a, a point where, you, where it tries to start doing, like, the suspenseful stuff and when you realize that that's just not working and there's no fun building up to the kills mm -hmm. i guess yeah i guess that's the biggest complaint is that there's not a lot of fun building up to the kills some of the kills themselves are all right but i didn't necessarily yeah. get a lot out of the oh when's it going to happen or how's it going to happen suspense that a lot of the previous Friday the 13s succeed on mm -hmm. so yeah no, no i agree and like i i think especially like yeah it does feel very long like i didn't look at the runtime but like the killer cut is uh, an hour forty-five. Uh, the yeah. the theatrical cuts ninety-seven minutes, which is a bit more in line with what you that expect. Sounds more, yeah. But yeah. the weird thing is, though, is that is you know the, the killer cut is actually genuinely for the most part extra little snippets of nudity and violence, and there's a, there's a few mm. other things. But so if there's a pacing problem with the movie, though, it's not the killer cut's fault. It's not the extra scenes that are making the sure. pacing feel mm. uneven. I, I think. If you feel the, you know, the, because the, I felt the, the last 30 minutes felt really drawn out to me. And I think that's not because of the extended cut. I think that feels just as equally drawn out in the theatrical cut. Uh, but, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. No, uh, yeah. I, I'd agree with that. And uh, yeah, I was just looking up the uh, the director, Marcus Nispel, to <laughs> see what else he. he oh, I know. Done. I know. He, oh, yeah. did, he did the Texas Chainsaw <laughs> remake. Yeah, which I think uh, that, that's another one. I think uh, we are both not very positive on that. Mm -hmm. 
And, and I think that's another one that people remember a bit more fondly than I think it holds up. Um, and I, I think myself included, because yeah, back in the day, I do think I probably would have said like, oh no, yeah, no, like the Chainsaw remake is pretty good. And then I think, yeah, when we went back and redid it for the show, I was like, oh no, actually, <laughs> it, yeah, it hasn't like a age too well. No, it doesn't um, age well at all. <laughs> um, yeah, it yeah. Just, I, I just feel like he's like, doesn't really have like, much of an interesting take on things other than it's like like uh, i don't know if you're gonna like remake or reboot stuff like i, I feel like there has to be like, a good reason for it other than like yeah i feel like they just like were like well it's just a good excuse to make it modern and then yeah we'll just throw in like dumb snippets of the story and, and everything and it just doesn't uh i don't know work for me <laughs> Yeah, and even some of the stuff that it's trying to add feels kind of undercooked as well. Like, there's a, there's a point in the last act where a character tries to use something, and it's not necessarily that dissimilar to something that was used in Friday the 13th Part 2, but mm. it doesn't feel like set up well enough. Where it, it, no, bizar- totally not. It bizarrely... Do you know what it oddly feels like? It feels like it almost is trying to get by in the fact that a lot of the audience will know some of this stuff from the previous movies, which is kind of bullshit when it's supposed to be a remake for yeah. new audiences. <laughs> like, it doesn't... You don't, get exactly. a free pass on that it's weird uh so that is very odd but yes uh i, I guess we'll get to spoilers so we can talk about stuff a bit more properly mm-hmm. uh so first things first let me thank the patreon producers this is the time of recording and the reason why i'm specifying <coughs> that is because this is being recorded quite a bit in advance of when it's going out we, we're recording this it's still june right <laughs> the the bright sunlight behind me is clearly displaying that it's actually summer right now uh at the time of recording but i will thank her but we do thank our patreon producers in the uh in the episode and i can't really so the, the list at the end because i won't edit it until october it will probably maybe be a little bit different but uh thank you to allison m four days tyler hess cindy palacios T- david short Bordenau, and zammer jammer for being patreon producers you can be a producer as well uh, for $20 or more at patreon.com slash TV. But obviously um, you're thinking about $20 a month. That's a lot. It is. Uh, which is why you can support us for as little as $1 per month. And that $1 per month will get you access to a bonus episode every month. Uh, in fact, during the October thon, it'll get you access to four bonus episodes. We do four for October because we're nut jobs and <laughs> we just can't help ourselves, basically. Uh, so... Yeah, uh, go and go and do that. Five dollars gets you access to voting every month, as well as early access to all the episodes by a day, uh, which is why it's weird. But in the October thon, the October thon starts on the last day of September for patrons because that's just how it works. So there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, go go and check out Patreon. Uh, all right, so full spoilers then for the Friday the Thirteenth remake from two thousand nine. Uh, I guess the first thing we we kind of want to talk about then is the fact that. The sister that is with the initial group, you know, the sister that Jared uh, P- P- Padalecki is looking for, is alive. <laughs> you, you just say Clay. <laughs> I'll just say easier. Clay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Clay's sister is alive, and mm-hmm. basically she's been held captive because she looks like Jason's mum. And mm-hmm. it's not like a super stretch because they did, you know, in Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, there's the whole bit where uh, Amy Steele pretends to be the mother, and it kind of works for like a minute. Um, yeah. You know, so it's not like a ridiculous stretch based on stuff that was in the original movies. I don't necessarily love it though either. It, it feels kind of I don't know. It's just weird that Jason would have someone captive for six weeks. Like, you know, what, what's he doing with her? Is he feeding her? Is he giving her? You know, like. <laughs> like well, it it's also like, uh, what? Well, yeah, I mean, that was one thing I, I was thinking of. Uh, yeah, because I was like, uh, 
okay yeah what does he want with her like is he doing like you know something gross uh to it or is it more just to yeah have his mom there but I, yeah I don't well know. i mean uh, it's because she looks like he's like his mother so i i assume yeah. it's not a sexual thing but hopefully yeah because <laughs> if it is oh boy <laughs> yes oh boy that, that would be uh hey that's just the, the kind of gritty reboot <laughs> the the series needed <laughs> <laughs> yeah i yeah i i don't uh i i, I didn't get that impression uh, but as bizarre as it sounds even jason Voorhees is better than harvey weinstein apparently <laughs> true uh, <clears throat> um, Jason's so the, uh, equal opportunity serial killer. Oh, of course. <laughs> now, uh, like, so the one thing though, like, where I I think it, you know something like that angle works better in the original series is because of like, um, you know, and and maybe even when you go back to watch like earlier movies, maybe you're bringing you know stuff from the whole franchise over, but. You know, uh, like I, I feel like you know, trying to trick Jason, uh, you know, by, uh, you know, like acting like his mother and stuff, uh, works better when you know, like Jason is this kind of like weird, like child spirit in an undead, you know, deadite body or whatever the hell, you know, kind of like explanation that you have versus like this movie where he's just kind of like a normal guy in this, right? Like, there's no, like supernatural stuff going on well that's the thing that they kind of retcon at the start is that because the start over the credits we get like sort of quick glimpses of the end of the first movie you know but remade mm -hmm. which is you know uh jason's mother is the killer and the counselor you know uh presumably the, the new version of alice uh mm -hmm. is decapitating her is that they add in this idea that jason witnessed this uh that jason was alive and he witnessed this um, which, by the way, did you think it was so, weird that Jason actually has a house in Crystal Lake now? He's not just like the kid who was at the <laughs> camp. Because he has a bed. He has a bed that says Jason on it. So it's clearly yeah. his bed. It's not just in, in the camp, uh, which is weird. But, 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 I mean, doesn't this beg the question, though? Like, all right, so why was the mother killing counselors then if Jason is alive? Well, because she still says you should have been watching him. So I presume that uh. he still kind of died. <laughs> uh did she know that he was actually still alive i don't know i mean i don't know <laughs> it doesn't really explain that so here's, here's, a, here's a detail that i noticed which i thought is just like i don't know if this is like a weird way of trying to explain why he likes hockey masks but when <laughs> the characters are looking through his bedroom there is like a hockey trophy on the shelf which oh. <laughs> made me groan so much like this is just this is your uh we have to overly explain everything about a thing yeah. you know this is like this is it's not quite Halloween remake levels of bad, but it's right, right. It made me groan. Like I, I was, I was definitely not on board with this. Uh, Jason was a hockey fan when he was a kid. That's why he likes hockey masks. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, that that's too much. And like, I, I, I wish like he could have just like started with the hockey mask. Like we all know he wears a hockey mask. Like just do that. Like I didn't like where like halfway through the movie he just randomly finds one and is like, mm, oh, okay. Well, I, well, I have a couple of thoughts on this. First of all, I do kind of like that he doesn't start off in the hockey mask because I actually appreciated that he starts off with the sack. You know, the Friday the Thirteenth like Part Two sack reference to yeah. that. Yeah, but also because it just looks cool. I, I thought he looked kind of good running around with that sack in his head. Mm. Um, <coughs> but the original sack boy. There. <laughs> to to kind of defend the, like how he finds the mask to a point because i agree that it's just kind of this random thing where he just sees the mask and picks it up 
it's not really that much less of a thing than because because the friday the 13th part three the only sort of big sort of more more to it is that shelly's wearing the mask first so it kind of establishes yeah. that a character's using the mask sure uh but i mean it's not that much more intricate than it is here where he just finds it and he puts it on uh I mean, the fact that he kind of treats like a big deal where he walks into the mirror or up to the mirror and like looks at himself uh, yeah. is maybe a bit much. But like, it's not like the... I guess what I'm trying to say is is that it wasn't that much better in the original movies. But at least in the original <laughs> movies, it wasn't like a big thing yet. You know, like here there's so much right. baggage where Jason's the guy who wears the hockey mask. Whereas in Friday the 13th Part 3 where he got the hockey mask... That wasn't like an iconic thing yet. It was just he needs a mask. Oh, there's a hockey mask lying there. She's so going to put that on, and then it became a thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why I don't like it because it's like, yeah, at this point we know it's his thing. Like, you know, uh, if he just finds it, like that's fine. But yeah, it's the the whole like reverence that it's taken, where it's like, you know, he he's looking at it like it's this mystical object, yeah, and then yeah, 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 he puts it on, looks in the mirror, like no, that, that's what kind of irks me. I agree with that. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, so actually, this is this is right after he kills the 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 mechanic, the wood chipper guy, mm-hmm. or whatever he is. Uh, I want to talk about this guy a little bit because he's got a scene here. He's getting high, and he he pulls out a porn magazine, and he's looking at the the centerfold, and he starts licking the page. It's gross. And saying things like, "You like that bitch?" Like you know, he says yeah. that. And all I can think is, it's paper. What is <laughs> it's it's not woman, it's not flesh, it's not it's not skin, yeah. it's paper. You're licking paper. It's very gross. <laughs> right. However, it almost kind of retroactively justified and when I say justified, I mean justified like cause cause here I was like, is he just like like what are you getting out of this? But a minute <laughs> later he goes up to up to like the, the, the upper part of this like uh this uh like barn and he finds a mannequin and he starts I, I can't remember the name name of the mannequin he says but he, he calls her something he's like oh it's you judy uh yeah. you remember remember when you took my virginity judy i'm going to pump you so hard and i'm like wait what okay this guy's just got serious issues that this guy is just more too far gone like the the page licking just makes sense now because of what he's like okay yeah. he's just this weird all right it, it it just feels like too try hard to me like it feels like mm-hmm. they're you know they think this pervy guy is so funny and oh my god what if he has a a mannequin that he like has sex well, that, with and like that, this is what, name and... this is what i was saying about how this character feels like he belongs in one of the sequels to the original like in the 80s i can see this mm-hmm. character kind of like oddly working like this being this weird cookie character because sure. in you know friday the 13th mm-hmm. part six or something i don't know uh <laughs> pick your number <clears throat> so i i, I can kind of see that working but he feels so out of place in this it's just it's very weird uh but hey uh and, although that said oh. this movie's version of crazy ralph is much more subdued it's just this random angry old woman uh yeah. that, <laughs> because obviously uh, uh clay is going around like trying to post flyers of his missing sister and this woman's just like oh she ain't missing boy she dead people go missing yeah. around here uh the locals know where to go the the the, the outsiders don't although this guy who got killed in the barn as a local so that's what i i, yeah. I always found that really confusing because yeah. it all right so is he either like this known entity in the town that you just know to stay away from or like yeah it, or is he someone that will actually like come for for you 
Which, like, was was he coming for that guy because he stole his weed? <laughs> like, <laughs> is that why? Uh, I think I got the impression that it, no one knows who Jason is. It's more just that something happens to people, so they know to stay away from certain areas, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Uh, honestly, my biggest issue with, uh, with Jason... Because I thought it looked good, and I thought the body language was good. The bigger problem I had with them was the way it kind of treated, uh, like... Because you said earlier that he's treated like more of a human, and the big thing for me is... <coughs> so, after uh, Clayne... Uh, oh, God. What's her face the from The Flash? Yes, the woman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, was someone named Whitney? Jenna. It, I forget. Jenna. Jenna. <laughs> uh, Whitney was the... Uh, the sister? Yeah, she was a sister. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, Jenna. Right. So once Jenna and Clay kind of team up, because uh, the, her her dishbag boyfriend, whose house it is, that they're all going to, uh, is really mm. is is a is a real dickhead to Clay. Mm. Uh, but Jenna feels bad for him looking for his sister, so she goes with him, and they uh, end up stumbling. Oh, yeah, I, I I do I have a quick question though. Wait, so was um so Jenna was she actually Trent's girlfriend? Because it, it seems like they're supposed to be, but then like later on in the movie it seems like they just you know it, like trent is like pretty casual about just hooking up with like the other person i i thought there were meant to be a boyfriend girlfriend yes okay there's several scenes know. that clearly imply that okay because uh, like uh, there's a couple of times where like i mean first of all she seems very like very readily to like just like you know like leave him uh, like the minute he like, she's obviously very nice and he's obviously super douchebag so it doesn't really make sense that they're together anyway um but i, I don't know there's like, a couple of times where i was like questioning like uh some of the people's relationships and like even the um like the other friends and stuff you would think if you're gonna spend a weekend like at a cabin with a bunch of you know friends that you would all be like pretty close but then like there are times where like I don't know some of them are acting like they barely like know each other or something like uh, I, I forget what like the exact lines are but i think like um you know like chewy and stuff would uh be saying something to to him and it's like oh is, isn't that something you should know if you're like <laughs> close friends or whatever or like i, I don't know is weird yeah but anyway so one once uh <laughs> jenna and clay like go off together they end up stumbling into the, the camp and the, the cabins and all that and they're searching around, and we see, like, the Jason room, and blah, blah, blah. Um, they, uh, you know, they, they eventually realize that, like, there's something weird going on here. And they they, 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 they see Jason coming. Jason's already killed a couple... We'll go back... We'll talk about the kills later. We'll go to all the kills, but... Mm. Uh, Jason's, like, carrying a dead body back at the camp. So they hide underneath, like, all the, the canoes that are all, like, stacked up. And... Mm. What I thought was weird about this scene, and this is kind of like maybe my biggest problem with like how they, they ha I'm, I don't know if it's a problem per se, but it's definitely different, is the idea that we see Jason kind of like find this backpack that's lying around and he realizes that someone's here and he goes and like turns on all the floodlights and he starts looking around and he's like flipping things over because he's mad. And it I felt weird to me that I don't think in the, <laughs> the, in the franchise up until this point, we've ever quite had a scene... Where, I mean, we've had scenes where Jason's looking for someone and, the, you know, when he's stalking them or we've had scenes mm -hmm. like, but just seeing him kind of like, like turn on the lights as if like, because in the, in the old movies, like Jason would always kind of just know where to be. He would know where to go to sneak around or whatever. This kind of made him feel a bit more like, you no, know, he's actually a human who just has to like plan things or, 
whatever no of and course of course the movie doesn't necessarily stay true to this as it goes on though because later on in the movie he does pop up randomly because it's you know good for the scare you know well i, I think like the whole thing they're trying to say is that like there are these series of like underground tunnels all around um the town or the camp or whatever and that like it, it seems like an un very unnecessary explanation to oh how is he always able to you know pop up in these places or be where you you know least expect them and i think they're trying to say like oh he has these series of underground tunnels and stuff which i don't i just thought was stupid yeah but i just i just mean like the perspectives that we get here we, we never really had in the franchise before oh, like, sure, see, sure. seeing him turn on lights and kind of look around because he's, he's he's worried that someone might be there it just it feels like we've never seen jason kind of like i don't know or even just the, the idea of like him sitting down when he's got his captive like the captive sister in this like you know basement and he starts like sharpening his machete we've never seen jason like prep or we've never seen jason like on his own what's it what's he doing when he's just hanging out when there's no one to kill yeah you know it's kind of weird it was like a weird little yeah. thing to add in there that i, I don't know if i necessarily like because it takes away from just the the unstoppable zombie that he is <laughs> i don't know yeah i mean i i would definitely say that's not what I, I i didn't appreciate it like uh i mean again it's a different take if that's what you want to go for uh with him but yeah i always like it more when he's just treated as you know this unstoppable force of nature like you know it's not like anytime you watch any of the original movies you're like geez how does his machete get so sharp <laughs> like <laughs> if only there was a scene that could show us that yeah um yeah i just so, yeah it, i think it's I, like I, I think maybe I, I get what you're saying where it's like yeah maybe it's not like the worst thing to have in this movie but it's also yeah it feels unnecessary i don't it's, think it's yeah it's not it's yeah. not the worst thing that they've added by any means but it, it does kind of feel like it betrays the mystique of jason a little bit like i oh, yeah. I, I, I don't need to see how jason prepares for his kills you know like but i mean don't get me wrong, i'm not saying i don't want to see him like pick up a weapon or something like that like, is, is foreshadowing because that's just fun you know, that, that's happened before that's just fun stuff but <laughs> it just it felt weird to me to like just get all this glimpse into what he's like when no one else is around. I'm like, nah, that's not really yeah. a Jason thing. Um, yeah. And admittedly, maybe they're, they're trying to separate him from like Michael Myers because obviously there's a lot of similarities between them. But mm. I don't know. I just it felt a bit weird to me. Uh, it kind of stuck out to me. But uh, I agree. Yeah. Uh, so the first, so obviously the first kills are in the prologue scene. Uh, we should probably talk about that first. Uh, the very first one, which is the sort of nerdy guy when he goes off on his own, mm. uh, is just kind of a simple stabbing really yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> nothing really yeah. super exciting about it uh but there is some comedy here there's there's, there's the sort of like the girl flirting with her boyfriend like behind his back uh and kind of undressing as the as the nerd he's just just, just I, I say nerd he's, he's the, it's just the best way to describe him he's not really that much of a nerd in the grand yeah. scheme of things <laughs> but uh like they get killed uh kind of they get they get separated he he goes out because because they think they're being watched by someone. So the guy like yeah. goes out to. Uh, but by the way, there's a bit of a running joke in this about guys finishing early because this sex scene in the tent before he goes to like search because they think the nerd guy's like uh, spying on them. He's mm -hmm. kind of like she's like saying, "Oh, don't come yet, don't come yet." Like uh, you know, like you know, I'm almost there. And he's like, "No, I've got about eight seconds. I've got about eight seconds." <laughs> um, and then later on in the sex scene with the douchebag and the girl with the perfect nipple placement. Uh, like again like you know he's constantly saying like, oh i don't know if i can go much longer i don't know if i can go much longer like it's, it's kind of a running joke for some reason in the movie but you know yeah. whatever again I, I feel like they're they're trying to do like just i don't know 
this kind of raunchy comedy that uh, I don't really think works. I mean, if you like it, it's fine. But yeah, none of that those kind of jokes really did much for me. It's it's okay. Like I chuckled a little bit at the the nipple placement thing uh, in the later section. Like, that stuff like is kind of so over the top and ridiculous. Like that, yeah. Like some of that stuff was funny, but I I kind of like mm-hmm. I, I guess it's kind of because I want the movie to be over the top and ridiculous. It kind of takes itself mm-hmm. too seriously too often. Sure. Is yeah. kind of maybe the bigger problem, because uh, because everything with the uh, Clay and Jenna looking for the sister, like those characters <laughs> are just so like dull and drab and dreary, and it's all taken yeah. very seriously that it's hard to really give a shit or have any fun with them. Um, mm. But anyway, so so like the, yeah, the, the, so we have the, that kill. Uh, and then the, in, in the beginning, I didn't mention it too, but the, I guess basically. The, what these uh, this group is doing is like they're trying to find like this we this weed farm or whatever that they've heard uh, is out here. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. But the actual kills here is the girl in the tent is uh, it's kind of a homage to the sleeping bag kills, but instead of being whacked <clears throat> against a tree, she's hung upside down in the sleeping bag above the fire, and it's like gradually catching fire. She's cooking yeah. inside the sleeping bag, which I thought was a fun kill. Like I thought that was actually yeah, I- a neat neat thing. Uh, yeah, well, I, the uh, the guy, the boyfriend, as he's coming back to her, because he's he's found the ear of the first guy that died. He uh, he basically trips into a bear trap, and it looks pretty nasty. I thought the effect on the leg looked really good. Yeah, yeah. it it felt like his foot was actually kind of only loosely connected <laughs> to his leg. Yeah, yeah it was pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, so. But uh, I I do uh, I really like the uh, sleeping bag kill and I thought like uh, you know especially like gruesome once it starts catching fire and kind of coming apart and then the body like slides out of it like uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's kind of like the the only time in the movie because I said it, t- it takes itself a little bit too seriously and that it could be do with being a bit goofier. But I will admit that these couple of deaths here, the way he's like watching her cook as his leg is like falling apart and he can't like help her. This was the one time where I thought the actual, like, sort of, like, I thought, oh, maybe this could be, like, a really vicious Jason. Like, this is, like, a more of a vicious yeah. killer than he's been in the past. And it could, you could feel that nastiness in it. But, uh, unfortunately, I don't know if that actually holds up, even though I do like some of the kills later. Uh, mm. The kills after this, because um, I do actually like the visual of Jason running towards his sister, because right before it cuts to black, he's got the sack mm. on, and he runs towards her and, like, sort of swings the machete. Mm. Uh, I do actually like the visual of that. I think the visual of him running is fine. Because I actually, I don't have a problem with him running around. I'm actually okay mm-hmm. with it. Although, he does kind of slow down once he's got the hockey mask, which I guess kind of follows. Because if you go back to Friday the 13th Part 2, you do see him running in that movie. Yeah. He was not like a slow stalker before that. I'm not against Jason doing a little bit of running. <laughs> I'm not crazy about it. Um, I think, I mean, if you are going to do it, you know, and... Uh, I, I guess I, I wouldn't mind as much in something like this. It's like a, you know, reboot or whatever. But um, yeah, and, and when I we went back and like we're watching all the originals and the, yeah, he was like running around in the second one. I, I wasn't crazy about it, and yeah. I mean, and I and I know it is like it's weird because it's like well that did kind of you know come first before, you know he was that kind of more, you know silent stocky type. But it's it's yeah. kind of interesting that it only does it in that section though. So that's kind of honoring yeah. the fact that he ran with the sack, but once he's got the hockey mask, he's more of a Michael Myers. It is it, it is kind of an interesting idea to like almost remake like you know <laughs> like a, a bunch of movies uh, in one instead of like you know just doing a remake of the first one. Like th- that is kind of an interesting idea. I don't think they necessarily you know did it successfully here, but mm-hmm. um, that's it, it, kind of a cool attempt, I guess. 
That's an interesting idea. Uh, but no, I like most of the kills in this first section of the movie. Uh, not that there's yeah. no good ones after. The next kills are probably... Well, maybe that guy with the, the mannequin <laughs> was next, but the, the first of the kids... Oh, I say kids, they're like college age. Uh... <laughs> Is uh the, oh actually speaking of people in the CW uh the blonde guy who goes out to the boat with his girlfriend yeah uh, he was on Veronica Mars so there's more yeah. CW people uh, and uh I Zombie I believe as well oh you're right he was an I Zombie yeah he yeah. was yeah which was the same creator as Veronica Mars which was yeah. why he popped up in both uh I actually I thought this pair of kills were actually kind of fun uh the mm-hmm. so the the girls jet skiing uh behind the boat right and. Mm-hmm. I have to admit that I thought the, the, the arrow going through the guy's head was actually kind of surprisingly sudden. Like, I, I didn't yeah. see it coming. It just kind of all of a sudden there's an arrow through his head. And I'm like, huh. Yeah. Um, and plus, because as much as I don't like Jason having, like, all these, like, trip wires and stuff to, like, tell him when people are in on the camp, I do kind of like the idea of him using a bow and arrow for a kill. Yeah. I think that's kind of interesting. Did, uh, did he use one in a movie before? <clears throat> um i don't remember he's definitely used an arrow i don't know if he used a bone arrow uh okay he's definitely thrown a spear maybe that's what i'm thinking of uh, yeah that may be what you're thinking yeah. of but uh, I, I think i was thinking of like um yeah like a part in maybe uh maybe part three or something but um no i mean i i, I agree though like yeah i like the you know it's a simple kill um but i thought it's pretty cool no it looks good and then the bow actually hits her in the head, so she's kind of delirious mm-hmm. and like you know she ends up hiding under the pier. Uh, and Jason, I don't know how Jason like walks away because because the whole time he's like sneaking up there, we're looking, we're looking through the the boards in the pier. He mm-hmm. actually like it's a really good shot, but he's constantly creaking. There's a lot of creaking of the, the boards as he's walking around, uh, and it, it shows some restraint. It's, it's silent. There's no music here. Uh, but then he does the thing where he like managed to like sort of like walk away and then stab through the boards and go, it goes right through the top of her head and he lifts up the blade kinda... and her, her head hits the, the 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 pier so and she's topless it's worth mentioning she's topless yeah. here. so so she lifts up and the boobs come out and her head hits the the boards and then she slides off the blade it, again it's a fun little kill it's all right yeah. like you know uh, I think up until this point the kills are generally fun. Um, mm-hmm. I think the problem starts to come when because these ones don't have a lot of suspense before the kills. These mm-hmm. are mostly just the kills happen and they're kind of fun and they're all right. After yeah. this is when it starts to try and build up to them. You know, we have the 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 was it the, the chewy guy who goes to the the shed to get a tool and he ends up like you know playing with the hockey yeah. stick and all that. This is when it starts to kind of become a bit of a chore to get through the scenes to get to the kills. There's, I thought, yeah, because like there's so much like drunken antics uh beforehand and again it's like i think they are trying to do like a lot of comedy stuff where it just yeah it doesn't really uh work for me like uh yeah I, I, like like just get it over with like just get to the kills <laughs> like i don't need to see you know like all these scenes of him like you know drinking and then like you know talking to himself uh you know making fun of like trent and everything like mm. you know, just get to it <laughs> yeah uh and yeah, bizarrely, yeah, at one point in the uh, the other guy, uh, maybe it's Trent, yeah, the one you talk about, uh, he tries to like start masturbating randomly in the middle of the living room, and I thought, why not go to the bathroom? If, you, if you're going to do this, like, yeah. like, why, why <laughs> this here? Like, yeah, this was really weird. I, I forget, I think Trent's like the main, like, asshole who owns the cabin. Oh, Trent's uh, the main asshole. Okay, who am I thinking yeah. of then? Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, it's not Wade. Hold on. Uh... <clears throat> not richie it's lawrence lawrence yeah there you go and like 
yeah th this scene is so weird and then um yeah i actually like uh forgot about it but then when you mentioned the the earlier scene where the guy was looking in the magazine i was like oh yeah there's like two like weird magazine uh like uh bits in this um but yeah like he's uh yeah he's gonna like start masturbating uh to it's just so it, weird it's to a catalog because he's, he's looking for someone pretty to masturbate to yeah. and he finds someone who it's just like a woman like sipping a coffee he's like well this'll do <laughs> yeah which is like uh i guess it's like mildly amusing but like it's like yeah just so weird that like uh yeah i'm surely you have a room <laughs> that you can go to uh to do that yeah, anyone can literally walk in and you here because it's like it's a very yeah. open like plan like living room. There's you know the stairs come down into it, like the kitchen looks into it. You know, you know what's kind of funny is like the so much of like the dumb kind of like raunchy sex jokes like didn't really work for me. But like the one thing that I did think was kind of funny that they really didn't like explore that much is uh the idea that like Trent is like super sensitive about everything in the house, so like he's trying to make sure everything's perfect and like trying to make sure people aren't breaking stuff mm -hmm. like I, I think that's like a much funnier like runner that you could have done with like yeah you know, especially once you know things start going crazy and jason arrives and you can have them like using stuff as weapons or jason breaking stuff trying to get in and like him freaking out like I, and to me like i think there'd be more comedy that you could mine you know other than like yeah. Hey, this guy's gonna masturbate <laughs> well something you mentioned earlier is that he ends up having sex with the the, the the perfect nipple placement girl that's basically what she <laughs> yeah. is now uh, but he just sort of decides to do this kind of randomly because she's kind of into the idea and then they have uh, admittedly a relatively funny sex scene because of all the dialogue mm -hmm. they're having as they're yeah. as they're going at it uh mm -hmm. but like it's after this where you know uh clay and you know, jenna come back and they're like mm -hmm. hey we saw someone with a dead body there's someone out there killing people and mm -hmm. that's when jason cuts the power and uh you know <clears throat> basically at this point because because the uh they get chewy who went out to the the, the thing even though they teased the, the 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 buzzsaw and the hockey stick mm -hmm. he actually died via screwdriver through the the chin mm -hmm. which is it was okay but it was like he, he teased the buzzsaw come on <laughs> like yeah <laughs> he teased the buzzsaw uh but uh lawrence goes out there's at least like some tension when he was kind of like you know like um struggling like trying to hold it back from like going into his head like so I think there's at least something there. Yeah. Lawrence goes out, though. It's like, hey, I'll go out and check things out to get his friend mm -hmm. back. And he goes out with, like, a... It's like a walk, you know, from the kitchen. Uh, it's yeah. like a shield, uh, which, you know, I, I, I notably pointed out is probably the inspiration for Captain America. Just, you know, putting it out there. Um, <laughs> okay. And he, uh, <laughs> he, he, gets, he gets an axe thrown at his back, and Jason mm. leaves him alive as bait, as they point out. Mm. Uh, and that's kind of that. But... Once Jason's getting to the house and he's killing people, um, we have this thing where Trent gets a gun, mm -hmm. and he uh, there's, a, there's a moment where we know that the the nipple girl uh, was impaled by Jason on some antler, like you know antlers and like one of the heads, because because the, mm -hmm. Trent's dad's like a hunter or whatever, so there's like mm -hmm. moose heads and stuff all around. Um, he actually just randomly starts shooting through the door at one point when he hears a noise and he opens the door and sees her dead body there. It's been clearly shot a bunch of times and mm. we know that she was murdered by Jason, but he could have been under the assumption here that he actually shot her by accident and he just kind of like says, oh, Jason killed her. He killed, he killed, <laughs> killed what's her face and they run. Uh, unfortunately, I was looking forward to his death because he's such a douchebag. Unfortunately, yeah. his death's kind of one of the least 
interesting. I mean, I do kind of like the visual of Jason holding the machete on both ends because he, he sort of stabs him and then holds the front of the machete and picks him up. And I thought, okay, that's mm. a mildly interesting visual, but for the most part, it's kind of a it's just boring. It's like the most boring death of the movie. He, yeah, like he, they do so much <laughs> to make you hate him. Like he's really like despicable. And and like again, you know, just going back to that point of like a lot of times when you watch like the older movies, like they'll be douchey guys, but in a much charming way, he's like douchey where like you really, really don't like him. Uh, so yeah, I could have definitely used a, maybe something a little more gruesome or painful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they actually call it, because there's a cop early on in the movie who is also an actor. I recognized actually, uh, who's basically just there to like tell Clay to leave town. That is hopeless. Stop looking mm-hmm. for your sister. He gets called out because <laughs> they, they phone the police. So that sheriff comes around in the middle of everything. And Jason just instantly kills him. As soon as he goes to the front door, Jason shows up and kills him. That's it. He's dead. Mm. Uh, and that's basically it. Uh, so that's part of the movie's kind of where it starts to feel like it really drags because the characters then run back to the camp and where the houses are. They find mm. Clay's sister. And uh, we, oh, we didn't even mention, there's a whole there's a whole part in the middle, like when, when they're on the way back to the house, where Clay's sister actually manages to escape. And, oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and runs away and she actually runs up to the house as uh the, the funny sex scene is happening and she's mm-hmm. just about to bang in the window when jason just appears from behind her and grabs her and pulls her back yeah. uh it was a thing it was there seems like pretty unnecessary <laughs> uh like uh, uh, yeah it's like a funny visual when yeah you know, she's like running up to it and but they're too busy having sex to notice like but uh, that's a long way to go for like a you know a simple gag like that. I mean, I kind of see what they're trying to do here. I guess the, the problem is, is that I just don't think there's that much excitement in Jason having someone captive and keeping them. The excitement yeah. is in Jason is, is, is killing people, right? And, <laughs> like, you know, I, I, I will say that once they find the sister, right, and they're all happy that, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they found her, um, they're kind of sneaking around, they're running away from Jason. Uh, there is kind of a shock death here where Jason stabs Gemma or Jenna, and I thought, oh, okay, that's interesting because she was kind of the lead, so you know, she was the female lead of the movie, and she's now been killed. Uh, and I thought, okay, that's interesting. Well, if anything, I thought you know maybe he will, you know, the guy will die, Clay will die, and the two girls will survive or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did not expect her to die. So fair play there, I guess. Uh, I mean, it's mild praise, but it's it's something. Uh, from there you know it, it looks like clay gets killed at one point because he, he gets his head bashed in but jason didn't actually finish the job because he just pops up later he's fine uh yeah. mailed sore head i guess <laughs> uh they they ultimately kind of win because they tease the wood chipper they actually mm-hmm. use the wood chipper so fair mm-hmm. play to a point but jason doesn't really go in the wood chipper he gets just kind of like he ends up just kind of like like leaning against it because he, he gets like a chain around his neck and the chains in the yeah. wood chipper dragging him towards it but then he just kind of like sort of is sitting on top of it, like kind of like bumping up and down a little bit. Yeah. So uh, the movie ends with them putting his body into the lake as lo- along with the mask. And I thought, why are you putting him in the, the, the water? All these dead bodies, the police are going to ask questions. Wouldn't it be wise yeah. to have the killer there to say, hey, it was him? You know, yeah. aren't you going to be suspicious, you know, of, of you because you were here and all these dead bodies are around? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it basically just copies the end of the original uh, where it's all tranquil they think they've won and Jason pops up through the boards of the pier and grabs her and that's the <laughs> end of the movie uh, fairly uninspired uh, yes. as things go 
it's kind of a shame that, it's kind of weird actually because the first half of the kills are kind of fun to a point mm-hmm. and then the second half of the movie the kills kind of are just kind of boring and i, I think the suspense of the kills is the worst part because it kind of drags down the pacing and they're just not that mm-hmm. exciting like they should be but then the kills themselves are just not that fun you know like you know jenna just gets killed by getting stabbed through the, the chest with a machete mm-hmm. that's not that fun compared to all the other stuff yeah yeah, I, I think ultimately it's kind of a mess. Um, like, there's a lot of characters, which I, I like because it means that like there's uh, going to be a lot of kills. But, I don't know, I feel like we just kind of spend a little too much time with some of them, especially, like, you know, like, ultimately Clay, you know, is kind of like the main character. But I've, I feel like you don't really get that sense, like, for maybe, like, until, like, I don't know, halfway through the movie or something. Because for a while, you know, I kind of feel like that you know, that group of, you know, kids up at the cabin are going to be, like, you know, the main characters and stuff, and then maybe, like, Clay will kind of be, like, this guy that comes in and saves the day at the end or something, but... Yeah. Um, I, I feel like there's, I don't know, so much, like, back and forth between two characters, and then, like, yeah, there's, like, a lot of things where, you know, like, a lot of back and forth between, like, yeah, oh, yeah, we're in the underground tunnels, and then, yeah, now we're uh, back at the camp, and now we're going back to the tunnels or back to the town, and, I think and it just feels a little sloppy to me. That element's definitely a bit sloppy. I think my bigger problem, though, is just that it takes itself too seriously most of the time. Sure, uh, yeah. Characters aren't likable. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it tries to add too much... I mean, it's not even that it's adding too much backstory, because most of the backstory mm-hmm. is technically in the original movies, but it yeah. wasn't in all in the first movie, like... The, the first right. movie was just the mom, and then the second movie added the idea of him worshiping the mom, and it, mm-hmm. you know, like, and it tries to do maybe a little bit too much, like adding stuff to that, adding the the, the room and the hockey statue and all that stuff. Uh, I think, and then on top of that, I don't like how much it kind of tries to make Jason more human, which I think is just uninteresting yeah. and like not not part of the fun. So, but taking itself too seriously it's- is probably the biggest problem. Yeah, like I, I think the I, I definitely agree with that, and the a lot. Of, I think a lot of the problems with these you know remakes of like popular franchises, um, because like if you're gonna remake some like weird thing from forty years ago that no one really cares about or knows too much about, like fine, just do whatever you know. But like, if you're gonna remake something that's like a beloved franchise with a bunch of entries in it, like there's probably a reason why people like it. So I, I feel like, you know, they always want to, like, turn it on its head or do something new. And it's like, no, like, that's <laughs> why do you want to do that with something that's already established that people like? Like, you know, there's a reason why people are coming to these movies and it's not because, you know, uh, we want a new backstory or, or whatever. Like, I don't just <laughs> kind of do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a double-edged argument, though, because for the most part, I'd, like, I don't want new entries of everything it's kind of unique to like True. slasher movies where i i'm happy to just keep getting slasher movies from it right right <laughs> uh, yeah you know whereas with other things i would say no don't bother doing anything unless you do actually have something new to say but i don't come to a slasher movie because i want them mm. to say something <laughs> i come to a slasher right. movie because i want fun kills and goofy characters and and yeah. you know all, well, like, all, all these that, things yeah like the, these are the kind of movies i'm talking about like yeah like you know i'm really talking more about like you know these kind of like friday 13th or texas chainsaw massacre kind of movies you know where it's like yeah you don't need to if you're gonna remake them like well first of all like you probably don't need to but yeah uh, if you didn't do it like you don't really need to 
break the mold and start from scratch like yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of Te- reasons why we already like it texas chainsaw especially was obsessed with adding backstory and it, to the point where it's done it yeah. multiple times in different ways <laughs> it's so it's so much yeah and it's like <laughs> no to stop it just stop it right now what are you doing yeah. <laughs> um so it's, it's, it's very frustrating uh in that sense that said though it's not the worst friday the 13th movie i don't think no I mean, are we going to have to rank them now that we finished the franchise? Are all of them? I suppose maybe, maybe we should. Uh, <laughs> let's probably rate this one first, and then we can compare sure. the franchise as a whole. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what are you giving it, I guess? I don't know. I was trying to think, but you go first. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to give it a 5.5. 5. Um, yeah, like, it's definitely not the worst of the series. Um, and uh, as far as remakes go, again... I wouldn't use this as an example of being like good, but I mean, it's definitely not as much of an offender as like, um, a lot of other remakes, uh, that you can point to. Oh yeah. But... The, the Halloween remake is way worse than this. There's no totally question yeah. in my mind. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, no, like, you know, the kills are okay. Uh, you know, it is fairly watchable. Um, you know, the, yeah, there's good gore and stuff, but, uh, yeah, just, like everything you said, like the a lot of the characters are very annoying. They're either like overly annoying or overly bland. Like, you know, Clay and Jenna are just, you know, pretty much just blank slates. You know, they're just good because they're good. They're the yeah. good guys. You know, There's no real personality or anything to them. Um, but again, though, if you're coming here for yeah, you know, your typical slasher stuff, like hey, I want to see some, you know, some boobs and gore. Like it's it does that pretty well so it can't be like too harsh on it yeah i'll probably give it a straight five i think you know there's some fun kills it's not a complete train wreck but uh it takes itself too seriously which ultimately lands it in thorough mediocre territory overall and then you know all the other things we've talked about so uh yeah not not the worst uh which i guess leads us to actually kind of i don't know to say you know like (laughs) Yeah, this is uh, this is tough. Um, I was not prepared for this, to be honest. <laughs> well, why don't we do? Because uh, wait, what was uh, there was another franchise where we did like a little? Did, didn't we rank these before on like a mini episode or something? Oh, we did a uh, we tiered name in Elm Street. Yeah, we were saying we could do that for this separately. Yeah, well, maybe we can do something like that because I'd have to yeah. I'd have to put a little more thought on it. Cause, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I, I, I know I've ranked them before, like, but. Yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we'll we should do that. a separate tier video like we did for uh, okay. uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. We should do that. We should do that and give it some more thought and actually argue it out a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I will say this: this is not the worst one. I mean, like, no, no, no. J- Jason goes all. to hell is still definitely the worst one, and there is not a doubt in my mind oh, yeah. of that. So, uh, no. uh, yeah, I hundred percent agree. <laughs> so yeah, uh, but that is the Friday the Thirteenth remake. We have officially finish the franchise you know we're up to date so that if they ever make another one we can jump straight into it and then add it to the playlist and we've already got them all there so yeah. i guess we just gotta do the series now oh god <laughs> <laughs> if you have made it this far put the word nipple into the comments uh <laughs> because as we know stupendous nipple placement uh leads mm-hmm. to just a, an incredible amount of sperm and if you're wondering mm-hmm. where the incredible amount of sperm uh joke is coming from uh, check out the Patreon exclusive episode on the Incubus uh, for where that joke originated. 
but that is uh, that is that. Uh, so you can also like, of course, liking is really important on YouTube. Uh, it lets the algorithm know that you recommend us out to other people. So please do. Uh, that's an easy and free way to support us. You can also support us, as we mentioned earlier, on Patreon. Patreon.com slash TV. Get some exclusives, all that jazz. You can get us on Twitter at Streams Midnight uh, for, for updates and shenanigans. But uh, otherwise, that is us. So uh, hopefully you're enjoying the Octoberthon. Uh, we're recording this so early, we don't even know what the rest of the movies are yet. We know what some of them are, mm. but not a lot of them. So hopefully you're having fun with the Octoberthon. Hopefully there's some fun stuff happening. And uh, uh, we'll, we'll see you again very soon. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys. And remember to...